Leaders Lift, episode 26. I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. I'm glad you could join me for today's episode. So this week, I was having an interaction with one of our listeners, and I was working on what I think is probably a pretty important topic. It's a podcast episode that I want to do that's about um, when things get hard, you know, what do we do? How do we approach it? And even I want to talk about a little bit about, you know, what does it mean maybe to quit? And not like that, but anyway, so you'll see. I think that one will come out next week. But I was struggling to bring this all together, and I was having this conversation with her, and she gave me some great ideas. And that interaction made me realize that while I've been focusing a ton on how we can lift others as leaders, and lift ourselves, there's a key component that I haven't really talked about. And that is giving the others, giving others the opportunity to lift us. So that's what I want to talk about for just a few minutes today. Now, before I get started, just a reminder to share, like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. That really helps other people to find it and gets the word out so other people can benefit from this content. And check out the show notes and my website for other great content that I have. Well, I think this might be a shorter episode, but that's okay. And I want to start off, let's just talk about some things that happen when we get into these leadership positions, whether we're leadership in a professional position or whether we're a leader at home or anywhere, really, whether that's a formal leadership position or something that's a a much less formal opportunity. Now, normally we get into those positions because we have something to offer those that we're leading. And as we develop into leaders, we traditionally focus on helping others. That happens with most great leaders. Definitely happens with parents. And if I think about, as I've seen, even young kids in like captains of teams and stuff like that, yeah, there's a little bit of ego and stuff like that that goes along with that. But, you know, I watched my son and his high school soccer team, and those captains were really focused on trying to make the team better and help others be better. So there's this huge focus on helping others. And then as leaders, we're also taught that we don't want to have those big egos, so we can't make being the leader about us as the leader. We need to make it about those that we lead. And so we're taught to focus on all of those needs of others, what they need, and we tend to want to set aside our own needs. And some of that is okay, but I've talked about this in the past, where sometimes we really do need to focus on us, and we've got to be in a good position if we want to be able to help anybody else out. Now, what can happen with those two things is that that can lead us to not ask for or resist help, advice, or anything like that from other people. So that's kind of where I want to go with this today. And number one, let's talk about why that's not a good thing. First of all, none of us are going to be able to meet our fullest potential on our own. So if I think about sports, for example, um, You know, I was a wrestler in high school and there was a lot of individual focus on winning a state championship or region championship. And if you look at the Olympics, then yes, there's this focus on getting that individual gold medal. But also there was a team element to it. I mean, we, our scores rolled up as a team and we competed against all the other teams. So not only did we want to be the best that we could be individually, but we also wanted to have the best team and have those opportunities to win state championships or whatever else you want to call it as a team. And so, yes, I could have been an outstanding wrestler. But if I was an outstanding athlete on any sport or on any team, if I'm an outstanding athlete, but I'm on the worst team in my division, the nation or whatever, 
I'm still not going to be able to meet my fullest potential. So I hope that makes sense, but we're just not going to be able to meet our fullest potential on our own. And when I think about personal or professional development, that's even more the case, right? There is no individual win when it comes to careers or when it comes to personal development and reading, reaching that fullest potential. Now, there are people that believe they can do all of this on their own and that they're the only reason that things are successful. And we've seen some really interesting, not good, but interesting examples of this in the business world. We can see some going on right now where people just do things because they want to do it and they think they know best and doesn't matter who they step on or have to go around or you know, whatever it takes, they can do this on their own. They don't need anybody else's help. And whether they want to admit it or not, that's just not the, not the case. We all need others in our lives that are going to help us to meet our fullest potential. If I think about a family dynamic, you know, I look at single parents and how much they struggle to give their kids a shot at life. And my wife works in the school and she works with a lot of these kids that come from these families that aren't traditional and that struggle to put food on the table and all of these kinds of things. And when you've got a parent trying to do all of those things on their own, it's really, really hard to give those kids an opportunity to meet their potential as they go through their lives. They just kind of start off with a bad uh, deck of cards and it's hard to get there. And so, you know, even if we think about raising our families, we still need help. And that help can come from other family members. It can come from the government. It can come from school programs, which I think have a fantastic opportunity if they can be funded in order to help kids meet their fullest potential, even when maybe they can't do that at home. You know, even a hardcore introvert like myself, I still need other people in my lives. I mean, I definitely used to be more of an introvert than I am now. I've kind of migrated more to the center of that introvert extrovert, and I've talked about that a ton in my personality episodes, but even hardcore introverts still need other people. It isn't that they just always want to be by themselves. It's just that that's how they replenish their wells, how they uh, rest up, how they recharge their batteries. And so even hardcore introverts, they need other people in their lives, whether it be for companionship or to help take on the tough things or to balance out life. We just are not meant to do things on our own. And so I don't think we're ever going to live up to our fullest potential if we don't overcome some of the challenges and natural reactions that we have when people offer help and advice and stuff like that. Just another point on this, we also aren't the experts in everything now. I mentioned some business examples, and there are some people out there that feel like they are the absolute experts in anything they do. They know best, so it's got to be done their way, and that's just ego trip all the way. We aren't the experts. There's always somebody that can add something to our lives and help us do better than what we're currently doing today. So that's another one of the challenges. We've got to have help because we're just not going to be the best. And again, this is all about meeting our fullest potential. I'm not talking about doing good things or maybe achieving certain goals, but I'm talking about meeting our fullest potential. We just can't do it on our own. We need help from other people. And then I would say that the final reason that we that it's not a good thing when we don't want to accept help or advice or something from other people is that not just do we limit our potential, but we could be limiting theirs as well. We don't give them opportunities to grow that maybe they would if we allowed them to come in and help. And so if I think about a, a super big project that you're taking the lead on, if somebody on the project team says, 
hey, I, I'm willing to help you organize the meeting notes or schedule appointments, or I'm willing to take on this part of the assignment. And you think, no, 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 I can do that much better than they can. I can do this all on my own. Maybe that's the case, but maybe also they could use that as an opportunity to learn and grow. And so we take that opportunity away from others. Plus, all of us just have this inherent need to help other people. And if I think about my grandkids interacting with each other or when they go out and, and play at the park or something like that, they just want to help and be friends with other people. It's just kind of there. I think we kind of pull that out of kids as they grow older. I remember we were at the, I took my grandkids to the park one day and we were just going to play and I had grabbed um, Wendy's or something like that. And we went and sat down and before you knew it, there was another little girl that was about the same age as my granddaughter sitting there and sharing our food and talking to my grandkids. And I had no idea who she was. And so that's just kind of the way kids are. They're just kind of inherently want to be parts, a part of something and help each other and be friends and all of those kinds of things. So we have that need and so do other people. And when we don't accept their help, we're not letting them exercise kind of that innate desire that they have to help other people learn and grow as well. And maybe you're preventing them from developing some of these leadership skills that we've been talking about. Okay. Now, so what happens when somebody comes up and says, I'm willing to help, or I've got some advice. And sometimes even when we go out and ask for help, or we ask for advice from someone and um, there's a few things that happen there. And the number one thing is that pride can kick in, right? So whether it be, if we think back to what I said at the beginning, that as leaders, we're trained to always want to be helping others. That may be one reason that the pride kicks in and you say, well, I shouldn't be accepting their help or taking their advice. I should be the one helping them. Now that could be just this innate desire to be the leader or what you've been trained to do, but it could also be your pride saying, well, they don't know any better than I am. They can't help me. I should be the one helping them. You know, so that's one of the first reactions that comes in. Another reaction that's related to pride is that I don't want to show that I'm not invincible, right? I don't want to be vulnerable. And I will say, I probably should do some sort of an episode on this, but being vulnerable as a leader is a really, really good thing because it shows people that you're human, that you aren't perfect, that you're not trying to live up to some impossible standard. So if we reject help from other people just because we're too proud to admit that we need help and we don't want other people to see that maybe we've got a weakness or an area that we're not as good at, that's not good either. I mean, I've talked about this before, how I'm not going to be the most uh, social. So I'm not going to remember everybody's birthdays and want to set up the parties for the big events, like the year anniversary of opening that particular department or accomplishing a major milestone or something like that. I'm not going to do any of those kinds of things. So if somebody on my team comes up and says, Hey, I'm willing to coordinate all of that stuff. Well, I could say, yes, please. Thank you. Thank you for taking that off my plate. But the more natural reaction from a lot of people would be to say, nah, I'm not worried about that. It'll, we'll take care of it or I'll take care of it because you don't want to show that, hey, that's not an area that I'm, I'm not as good in or something like that. So this desire to put on this perfect facade and to not show any level of vulnerability, that's just another manifestation of our pride. Now, one other thing that happens, something else that can kick in when... Um, Let's, this is more when you want, when you recognize that you do need help. 
or at least you've been pushed to the point where you're told you need help. Maybe your boss said, hey, you need to get some help on this or somebody else you trust and says you probably should get some help or get some outside advice on this particular thing, whatever it may be. Sometimes we go into that with a, well, I'm only doing this because I have to kind of attitude, right? Where we are going to go in and say, I'm going to ask, but unless they tell me what I want to hear or offer the help the way I want it, I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm just going to check off the box that says, hey, I asked for help and it didn't work out and I went and did my own thing anyway. That's another kind of natural reaction that a lot of people have. And that's, that's a challenge, right? I mean, whether we solicit the advice or whether it's given to us when we don't solicit it, it could happen in any of these circumstances. But this whole thing about not really listening and already having a preconceived answer in our head or not listening to what's being asked or said, but already formulating your next response to the situation, those are things that we kind of do naturally. And especially when somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm willing to help. Some of these pride things I've been talking about, I know better, or I should be helping you, or you don't know enough, or you know, any of these other kinds of things could automatically run through our head. And instead of hearing the offer for assistance or advice or whatever it is, hearing it out and seeing how you could take that and learn from it, um, we just don't do that. We close that out. So, you know, the other time I think about this going into the professional setting is when we go into performance, annual performance cycles. Now, I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of how most companies do annual performance cycles. First of all, I think it needs to be much more often and it should be a more natural relationship between manager and the associate. But we go in and um, we're going to get some advice whether we, whether we want it or not, right? And so the question is, how do we take that advice? And so I've had interactions with managers. I can think of one recently that I had a review with, and I was really, really frustrated with the feedback that I was given. I didn't feel like, I felt like it just came out of the blue. It didn't come across in a way that, um, that I felt was appropriate. And, you know, honestly, I had that pride reaction. Well, it doesn't matter. I'll just blow it off. But then part of my training and my experience kicked in and said, you know what? You really should just stop and take a breath and see what you can get out of that. Maybe not everything that everything that was given to you is, is a gift, even though some people say that feedback is a gift. Maybe not all of it's a gift, right? But there probably are at least a few things that you could go in, glean out of that, that would help make you a better leader, help you do your job better help improve the department, the company, et cetera. So our natural reaction is to do the opposite. And so that leads into what should we do? And I think, first of all, we need to um, set our minds straight and, how do I want to put this? Set our minds straight and be open-minded, I guess. is I don't know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but be willing to listen right? Or be willing to take the information um, and be willing to openly and honestly at least consider the request to help you, right? The offer of assistance. That's probably number one. Again, I talked about this before, how sometimes we have these natural reactions where we just, we shut those things off. When somebody walks up and says, hey, I have this great idea that I think will help, we sometimes let our pride kick in and we don't really hear anything that they say after that, because we're already formulating our responses to why you're not going to do what they want to do or why you don't need their help or whatever the case may be. So, you know, first of all, we need to have our minds open and be willing to listen. 
and at least consider, sincerely consider, the offer that we're being given. Now, that doesn't mean we have to take it and implement it, right? I mean, still, ultimately, we make those choices. But no matter what it is, we can still express gratitude for a willingness to help, or sometimes gratitude for the courage it took somebody to bring something forward. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I've told this story before, but I had this instance with a boss of mine where I was walking out of a meeting with her, and this was back in the day before a lot of the current movements and stuff like that. But I'm walking out the door, and it was a good meeting. We had had a lot of success in some stuff we were working on. And just like a coach would, a, a football player coming off the football field, she smacked me on the butt, told me good job, and I went on my way. Well, that was a little bit uncomfortable. And um, so I had to go in, and I had to talk to her about that. And now this, I wasn't offering to help her. I wasn't giving her advice. But it's something where I had to go in and talk to her about that. And when I did, I still remember her saying, thank you for coming to me, right? Thank you for letting me know that that bothered you. Because I think in today's day and age, um, I think that would have gone straight to HR, right? And it would have been uh, something that ended up being much, much larger than what it really needed to be. I understood where it came from. She grew up in that same kind of era that I did. It wasn't a big deal. And I didn't take it as a big deal. I didn't take it as I was being harassed, but it was still uncomfortable. And so that's how I shared that with her. And she thanked me for doing that. So no matter what advice we get, no matter what feedback we get, good, bad, or whatever, we do have the opportunity to go in and say, thank you. Thank you for being willing to talk to me. Thank you for being willing to help me improve, grow, all of those kinds of things. And again, that doesn't matter if you actually take that advice or if you don't, or you follow what they said or not, or you really let them dive in and help you or not, any way you look at it, you can still be thankful and express that gratitude to them. Now, the other thing that you need to do is, when I talked about being open and then expressing gratitude, and that sincere evaluation of the advice, the feedback, or the offer for assistance, now, what I mean by that, let, let's start with advice or feedback. So if I think again about the, the performance review, right, even if you don't agree with a whole bunch of the things that are in there, in most cases, now sometimes managers and employees just don't get along and it's not going to be good, but in most cases, you can still go in and you can find at least something that you can say, yeah, I may not agree with 98%, but this 2%, actually, I think I could work on that. And that would make a difference and help me be a better employee or improve my relationship with my manager, whatever it is, right? So that's the number one thing I would say when it comes to advice and when it comes to um, feedback is look for the good, right? Look for the silver lining, whatever analogy you want to use on that. Look for those things that you can take out of it that really are useful, that can help you get to where you want to go. Now, when it comes to somebody offering to help, this is where you really need to be deliberate. I talk a lot about being deliberate, and I would say it's not something you have to decide in the minute most times, right? Unless, you know, you're falling off a cliff and somebody reaches out their arm and says, here, I'll help you back up. Maybe you should take that immediately. But beyond that, if we're talking about with our families, with uh, our professions, with our own personal development, with our own personal goals and those pathways to our most potential, 
If somebody offers assistance, you should be able to take a step back and really think about how that could help you. So instead of going down that pride path of, well, I can do it better, take a step back and say, well, yeah, I may be able to do it better, but is this really the most important thing for me to be doing right now? And if it's not, or if it doesn't matter how well that particular piece of this is done, then maybe you do hand that off because you could go take care of something else. You know, if my uh, son were to volunteer to be the one that always takes the garbages out to the street on Thursday mornings when it's garbage day. Cool, right? Actually, that was his chore anyway, but we'll just say he volunteered. Why would I say no? If I'm a super big control freak around the house, does that really matter in the grand scheme of things as long as the garbage cans get out every Thursday? It doesn't. It doesn't matter if he puts them three feet from the curb or four feet from the curb. If he takes one can out and then takes the second one, if he puts them out Wednesday night or if he puts them out Thursday morning, I mean, none of that kind of stuff is really going to make a difference. So let him help. I know that's a really, really simple example, but something that everybody probably can relate to there. And then, you know, if you think about this stuff too, put back on the leader hat that things aren't about you and say, okay, yeah, I could do this, but is this really an opportunity for this person to learn and grow, right? And so if we're talking about a project assignment or something like that, it may be that you allow them to come in and help and you provide guidance and direction if you're ultimately still going to be responsible for it. You know, if it's something at home with the family where they say, hey, I'll take the lead on planning our next family vacation. Okay, maybe you don't want to let a five-year-old or a six-year-old do that. But if you've got a 17-year-old that has something specific in mind, and maybe they want to be the one that plans that next family trip, and you know, you make sure that you set the parameters and can be there for guidance and all that kind of stuff, but why not let them come in and help with something like that? Now, those are all super, super examples, but the last one that I want to talk about that kind of brought this whole thing up, again, I'm working on this episode for next week that's about when things get hard. and. One of the tendencies that at least I know I have, and I think a lot of people have as well, is that when things get tough, there's one of two probably easiest reactions that you want to, that you, or one or two easiest paths that you would go down, reactions that you may have to those situations. One may be the just, I'm going to give up completely, right? I'm going to throw in the towel. I don't want to tackle it. I don't want to deal with it at all. I'm struggling too much. Nope. I'm just going to go go back in bed, pull up the covers and go to sleep and try again tomorrow kind of approach. But then there's that other side of this where you just decide, okay, the only way I can get out of this really, really tough situation is if I go into ultra control mode. I got to control everything. I got to do everything myself. Everything has to be done exactly my way. Nobody else knows what they're talking about because I'm the only one that's ever been through this. So I'm going to do every single thing my way. And that's how I'm going to get out of this really, really tough situation. I don't want anybody's sympathy. I don't want their empathy. I don't want them to offer me assistance. I just want people to leave me alone and let me get myself out of this mess. Can you relate to that at all? I think we have the tendency to go to one of those two extremes and if we decide that we're going to go down that extreme, that I'm going to control everything, this is what I've been talking about during this whole episode. That's when we're going to get ourselves in trouble. We're going to try and take control of things we probably can't control to start with. That's number one. 
two, we're going to be focused on anything and everything that comes up. So who knows if we're even going to be focusing on the things that are the absolute most important. And I think, honestly, if we take that path, we're just going to continue to dig ourselves in deeper and deeper and deeper. So think about any tough situation that you've had in your life, or maybe you're going through one right now where everything just seems to be piled on, and think about if someone came up and offered me help, how would I react? Am I in that I'm the control freak and I'm going to do everything my way, so just leave me alone mode? Or can I take a step back, look at what they're offering to do, do some of that deliberate analysis? How important is it that I do it versus somebody else? Does it really matter how well it's done? How important is it at all? Will this help me move forward down the path and get out of this tough situation that I'm in? Can we pause our own natural reactions that say, I don't need anybody else's help and actually allow somebody else in? allow them to help us, allow them to help us learn and grow and move forward. Here's the thing. If you saw somebody you were the leader of struggling like this, what would be your first reaction? And if you've been listening to this podcast the whole time, or you find this podcast useful at all, my guess is your first reaction would be to go and offer and try and help. Maybe more than offer, depending on the situation. But you would want to go in there and help them get through that super, super tough situation. So why is it any different when we're the ones that need the help? I think it's just, honestly, I really think it just comes down to our own pride, right? We don't want to admit, we don't want to show weaknesses. We know that we're supposed to be the ones helping other people, but that just doesn't make sense all the time, right? If our well's completely drained, We need help getting it refilled or we need help continuing to move forward because it's empty. If we're just struggling with something, maybe we need an outside perspective. So we've got to work on overcoming those natural reactions of pride that push away the help. And then finally, I also think we've got to get good at asking for help. And when we ask for help, being open to how we're going to get that help or who's going to help us and what direction it's going to take us. And because sometimes I also think we're going to ask for help, but we want the help we want, not the help somebody else is willing to get. But I think we've got to first and foremost overcome that barrier where we can't go to someone and say, hey, I'm just really, really stuck. And I could use a different perspective or I could use your help or I could use some advice in this particular situation. I know I've thought a lot about this uh, since my mom passed away a couple of months ago, and I've thought about all these times when I didn't realize that that's what I was doing with her, as I was going to her and saying, hey, I've got this situation. I just need a sounding board. I just need somebody that's going to listen, and if you have some advice, tell me what you think, and who's not going to be offended by how I approach things, who's not going to judge what I'm doing, and who's not going to be upset if I don't or can't take the advice, and who also is not going to worry if they don't have the advice to give, but they know I just needed to hear that uh, someone to hear me. And that's a lot of what I used my mom for when I would call and talk to her. So I do miss that. Um, I hope everybody can find someone like that in their lives some of the you can go to and just have those conversations. 
So let me wrap this up. So again, what I mentioned, you know, I've talked about how um, we focus so much as leaders on helping other people that sometimes we don't realize we need help or we're not willing to admit it. And then we let our pride come in and we react negatively when help or advice or feedback is offered. And I've talked about what we need to do about listening, really evaluating the, the offer, and then being grateful for it, looking for the good. And then also not going into that, I'm going to control everything mode when things get really tough. And then ask for help when you need it. So that's not how this episode came about. I wish I had said, hey, you know, Miss Listener, I'm really struggling with this episode and I want to talk about it. Would you help me do it? Instead, it was just a casual conversation that we were having. And I mentioned that I was struggling with it because I didn't know if I was going to record it today or not. And um, you know, we did some back and forth, and all of a sudden, I realized how much she had helped me wrap my brain around the things that I was struggling with, and then realized why didn't I ask her for help a week ago when I started working on the episode. So, those are the things that we need to be doing. We all need the help of others at some point in our lives. Sometimes a lot more than others, and sometimes a lot less. And so, there's this balance that we need to strike of. When we don't need help ourselves, that we're out helping others, but then also being able to recognize that there are times when I've got to retreat back and I can't offer everything that I normally do to other people in my circle. And actually, I need to get some help or some assistance from them. And so normally I like to have my well completely full and anybody that needs it, just come draw from it, right? But then there are times in our lives when at least the part of the well that this particular circumstance draws from is so empty that we actually need to go to somebody else and say, I need part of your well. Can you help me replenish this part? Because I just can't do it. I have nothing left to give. So I hope if nothing else that this episode has got you thinking about how often do you ask for help? How often do you allow other people to help you? When you get feedback or advice or somebody offers to help you, how do you react? Do you let your pride come in? And I hope each of us can take a step back and think about that, because if we want to get to that place of most potential in our lives, then we're going to have to have help from others, those we love, those we trust, those in our circle, those that have expertise, and those that are willing to step up and help us get to where we want to go, just as much as we're willing to step up and help them and others get to where they want to be in their lives. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Uh, check out my website. Don't forget to subscribe, share, follow, all of that kind of fun stuff. And this time, I'll close a little different. Until next episode, watch for those opportunities to allow somebody else to help you and see how much of a difference that makes in your life and theirs. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.